it's party time, P-R-T-Y, cause I gotta. That's right, folks, welcome back. Nothing but America's pastime. Switching it up on you, usually nothing but airtime. Today, nothing but America's pastime. I'm your host, Cole Rains. You are listening to the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. And now I know we're typically heavy basketball, heavy tomfoolery. But believe it or not, there's other stuff going on in the world outside of March Madness, outside of the NBA, and one of which is the MLB being back. I'm a, for, I'm a former college baseball player, so that means I'm obligated, legally obligated, it says right in my contract, that I have to talk about some sort of baseball one week in March. So a full extensive preview of the season, including Tinder takes on every team. I'm going to give you some million-dollar moves looking at the MLB awards, and of course, Wednesday segments to close. Hit the music. We're getting into America's pastime. So chips have fallen, money was spent, a lockout was had. And a hectic offseason is coming to a close. And the New York Yankees might be caught for cheating. And I'm going to start here. Before we get into any Tinder takes, before we get into any award futures, before I talk about the shift being banned, I'm not mad at the Yankees cheating. It is clearly a pitcher's game right now. Go check out the kid at Tennessee. He's throwing 103 miles an hour with just an absolute wipeout slide piece that nobody is touching. If a hitter can get advantage, I don't blame them. Why do you think we're getting rid of the shift? People want to see more base hits. We don't want to see striking out. We don't want to see ground outs to second that would be a base hit anyway. People just want to see offense again. So why not give some sort of sign-stealing initiative, but control it, MLB. Nobody wants to see 30 strikeouts a game. Nobody wants to see Joey Gallo go over with four Ks and he's got the golden sombrero. Nobody wants that. We just want to see hitting. That's all. I don't blame anybody for cheating. Now, the Astros using the trash cans, sure. Were they the first people to do it? I don't think they were. I think this is a league-wide thing, and they were the first people to get caught. MLB's got to get their hands on it. MLB's got to get it under control. And I, it, sign stealing is part of the game. If you're getting your sign stolen, you're doing something wrong as a catcher. You're doing something wrong as a pitcher. Now, if you're using fans, cameras, trash cans, technology in the picture, little immoral. Don't get me wrong. But if you're just... I, I don't know how I feel about it. It's a very touchy subject in the game of baseball, but offense needs to come back some way, and pitching is only going to get better. Drive line, weightlifting throwing programs are just getting better. You can see it. College kids are throwing 100 miles an hour. If you told somebody that in 1970, their head would have exploded. So hitting's got to catch up somehow. Now, is cheating the right way? No, but if it's going to happen, monitor it, MLB. And while we're at it, the shift was banned. Once again, not bad. I'm not mad at it at all. Offense is good for the game. People like dingers. People like guys getting on base. People like stolen bases, believe it or not. So, yeah. All that being said, though, let's break out the MLB dating app. We're going to break out MLB Tinder. We've got Tinder takes today. All 30 teams. A full extensive preview looking at some young guys coming up. Maybe the team's MVP. And, of course, what way. I'm swiping on them how I'm feeling. Now, some teams, it's going to be based on World Series contentions, and some teams, it's going to be on how their rebuild's going. I'm going to, I'm going to say the Detroit Tigers, I'm just going to put it out there right now, it's a swipe right because their rebuild is on track, and they're going to be a better team this year. Now, I'm not swiping right because they're World Series contenders. I'm swiping right because I like what they're doing. A team like the, eh, let's say, like the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't want to spoil my swipes, but... They're not as much of a World Series contender as a New York Mets, as an Atlanta Braves, as a Los Angeles Dodgers. Two different comparisons. We'll get there when we get there. First up, we're going alphabetical order. 
Arizona Diamondbacks. And I don't know what the Diamondbacks are going to look like this year. For some reason, Madison Bumgarner is still there. He screams New York Yankee to me at some point this year. I don't know if he gets him to shave the beard, though. That's a tough look. Josh Rojas, Pavin Smith, those guys can continue improving. They were great last year. Young stars, they have clear directions. They've made some moves to improve the bullpen. They got Mark Melanson, Keon Kayla, Ian Kennedy. If they aren't competing, there'll be competing teams that'll want all three of those guys. And what do you know? More prospects for a rebuilding team. Gallen and Weaver should both be in the rotation and should both be improving. I like the way the rebuild is going. You know, I don't think they're going to be a competitive team, but they'll be a good sales team come trade deadline and they'll get even more prospects continue that rebuild the way they should. So I'm swiping right on what they're doing. I'm not swiping right as I'm in the contender. I'm swiping right on what they are doing. The Atlanta Braves. What do you do when you lose a franchise player, Atlanta? Atlanta said, let's go trade for another one. Let's go trade for big swing and stick, Matty O out in Oakland. They lost Freddie Freeman, said, hey, Matt Olson, come on in. We'll give you eight years. We'll give you $180 million. And you're getting Ronald Acuna back as well. The staff is getting Mike Soroka back. The bullpen is the best in baseball. And they even added to that bullpen with Kenley Jansen and Colin McHugh. The team's not going to see much drop-off, if any. I think they're even going to be better. It's going to be a swipe up for me. Love the Braves. Would love to see them in the World Series. But NL, just a spoiler alert, folks. They're really tough this year. Going to Baltimore. And I don't have much to say on Baltimore. Adley Rutschman's going to be a dude. He's going to debut soon. Probably going to be a mainstay in the middle of the order around Mancini and Mullins. He has some pieces. Rebuild's okay. You're still paying $27 million to Chris Davis this year, though. So that's going to be an easy swipe left, Baltimore. Staying in the AL East, how about those Boston Red Sox? Beantown getting Trevor Story. Trevor Story's joining the lineup with Verdugo, Martinez, Kike, Rafael Devers, Xander Bogats, Christian Vasquez. They're going to hit. There's no doubt about it. The pitching staff is where I have my hang-up with them. Chris Sale's already missing opening day. The injuries are starting to pile up with him over the past couple of years. I'm just going to put it out there now. It's, it's not looking great how he's aging. Sale's hurt. It's going to be a lot on Nathan Eovaldi to lead the uh, to lead the rotation. He's been hit or miss. Eovaldi's been great in some postseason games, and he looks lost in others. You added Michael Waka and Rich Hill, which seven years ago was awesome, but the year is 2022, and Rich Hill is throwing 64-mile-an-hour curveballs. Dick Mountain's not doing it for me, folks. However, what is doing it for me is that bullpen. You got Diekman. You went out and got him. You got that go-to trio in the bullpen now with Barnes, Diekman, and Whitlock. Those guys can shut the door. If you can get up early in the game with those big bats, that bullpen will be solid. I'm going to give them the swipe right with the potential of being a swipe up if they go get one more, maybe two more legit arms if Chris Sale is hurt in that rotation. (coughs) Excuse me. Chicago White Sox, baby. The AL Central is fun this year. I'm going to put it out there. The AL Central, I'm going to have a lot of fun watching the AL Central. Grew up around Chicago, loved the Tigers. Sox, Tigers, Indians, excuse me, the Guardians. Still still new to me, but there's some good teams with the Sox. Nobody is on par with. You have Lucas Giolito, you have Dallas Keuchel, you have Lance Lynn, you have Dylan Cease. All four have all-star potential. The bullpen, you have Liam Hendricks, you have Craig Kimbrell, you have Crochet, you have Aaron Brummer, you have Joe Kelly. The lineup has cool guy Tim Anderson, former MVP Jose Abreu, dong dropper uh, Yasmani Grandal, Yoan Mancata, Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez. If they can stay healthy... This is the AL World Series pick for me. The AL representative in the World Series. Give me a swipe up on the Chicago White Sox. Going to the Baby Bears. The north side. They have a core. Nick Madrigal, Seiya Suzuki. Maybe Contreras stays, gets signed. I don't know. Schwindel and Wisdom were okay last year. Actually, they're better than okay. Hopefully, they can continue that success. And maybe... Just maybe. Can that bullpen figure it out? <coughs> because the, the starting staff's not bad. Marcus Stroman, Wade Miley, Kyle Hendricks, pretty good. 
There's some maybes in the lineup. Jason Hayward's still making like $23 million a year for some reason. And sure, can you pay him for the speech he gave in extra innings for the Cubs to win the World Series? Oh my goodness, $23 million. We talked about Rocky in the rain. I could talk about Rocky in the rain and make $23 for the Cubs and play better than Jason Hayward. Probably not, but that's a lot of money for somebody that's not good. What I will say, though, is there's a lot of maybes with them. And it's a good thing that there's maybes because the NL Central's got a lot of maybes too. Cardinals, Brewers both have some maybes. Reds and Pirates are bad. It's going to be a cautious swipe right for the Cubs just because they're trying to put talent back on the field post-Brizzo area. So cautious maybe. Ian Happ, Wilson Contreras, keep an eye out. Keep an eye out on the Cubbies. Going to Cincinnati, this is the team that is tearing it down. I can't believe they traded Jesse Winker. Amir Garrett is gone. Eugenio Suarez is gone. Tucker Barnhart is gone. Sonny Gray is gone. What does this mean for Joey Votto, Luis Castillo? Are both those guys going to be gone? I don't know what's in store for the Reds, but what I do know is it's going to be a long year. At least you got Jonathan India. Swipe left. The Cleveland Guardians. Talk about pitching, pitching, and pitching. Mixed with a side of more pitching. The Cleveland Guardians know how to develop arms. There's something in the water. Baker Mayfield's arm. Now, maybe he takes some time with the Cleveland Guardians. He can get a trade for him. But those starting pitchers, Shane Bieber, Zach Plesak, Savale, McKenzie. Sheesh. That's, that's, a, that's a quartet. A barbershop quartet that is ready to cut hands off in the batter's box. Throwing Karanchak and Manuel Clase out of the pen, it's going to be tough to put up runs on this squad. But the question starts and ends in Cleveland with their offense. Is, are they going to give them the run support needed to be a good team? Jose Ramirez is in trade rumors, and if he goes, that offense is going to sputter fast. I don't like Ahmad Rosario that much. Framel Reyes, good DH. Bradley Zimmer's not going to do it for me. I love the pitching staff, but it's a swipe left for me. I just don't see Joe Ram being a guardian at the end of the year. And if that's the case, it's going to be a long year. Swipe left on both Ohio baseball teams. Long year for Ohio baseball. Colorado Rockies. Now, what in the Sam hell are the Colorado Rockies doing? They gave Chris Bryant the exact same contract that Nolan Arenado got with them, and Nolan Arenado is a better baseball player than Chris Bryant. You lost Trevor Story. You feel like a team running in place. You lost John Gray. McMahon, Rogers, and Crone are all still there, but what are they going to give you this year? The pitching staff is just okay. I still don't understand what they're doing. Chris Bryant's going to hit a million bombs with that launch angle, get traded next year, and we'll be in the same spot we were two years ago after the Arenado trade or a year ago with the Arenado trade. They're getting the swipe left. Now, what I will swipe right on with the Rockies is the side armor just throwing absolute cheddar. That's Justin Lawrence, folks. Write the name down. Pin it on a whiteboard. I don't know what you got, but keep an eye out. He's going to be on Pitching Ninja nightly. He's throwing 100 from the side. Must see TV every time he's on the bump. Let's hope they can keep him. The Detroit Baseball Tigers, the LT Grays, the Los Tigres, the team that has had my heart for years, I'm very excited about this team. I'm very excited about their future, and I'm very excited about this year with A.J. Hinch at the house. Spencer Torkelson, Riley Green are going to be coming up. That's going to be an exciting lineup. You just added Javier Baez. You got a pitching staff full of Casey Mize, Matt Manning, and Tariq Skubal. They got all-star potential. Eduardo Rodriguez is there. Andrew Shafin with the awesome, awesome mustache. He's bolstering a pretty good bullpen. Soto's awesome out of the bullpen. Tyler Alexander's pretty good. Funkhauser's just different. So there's some arms there. This team's probably not going to win a division, but I think they could be playing meaningful baseball come September, and that's what you want out of a rebuilding team. Next year's the year you want. Maybe Correa opts out of that deal with the Twins, joins his old buddy A.J. Hinch. Who knows? I'm getting ahead of myself. I may be a tad biased. I'm still giving it a swipe right. I like what Detroit's got going, and I'm excited as a fan. 
Now, going to the Astros, going to Hinch's old team, going to Correa's old team, they did lose Correa, they did lose Hinch, but you know who they get back? Former Detroit Tiger, my man, Justin Verlander. And he's joining an outstanding, outstanding pitching rotation with Yerkuti, Garcia, Valdez, and Lance McCullers. The bullpen's still solid. Presley's there. Presley's a dude. He throws Chad, and he's he's not fun to hit. You go watch any postseason highlight with him. The lineup still got Altuve, Yuli, Brantley, Jordan Alvarez, Bregman. The guy I'm most excited for in the lineup, though, my MVP dark horse, Kyle Tucker. I'll get to it later. I'm very excited to see what he's got. I think he could be the face of the franchise real quick in Houston. All that being said, though, the AL West is... A lot better. We got some teams spending a lot of money to compete with these Strohs. So four teams all vying to compete. Just going to be a swipe right for me. If they were in the AL Central, be a swipe up. But division's tough. Division's tough. Going to Kansas City, the Royals have a lot of positive. Bobby Witt Jr. looks awesome. He had a bomb today. Ben Attendee is there at the top of the order. Merrifield and Mondesi are nice pieces. Santana and Hunter Dozier in the middle of the lineup ain't bad. You got Granky back, who's in a rotation with Bubik and Singer. Those guys are young. They've got some tutelage. The guy that's familiar with Kansas City. And, of course, you have Josh Stomont throwing absolute fuel bombs in the back end of the pen. There's a clear direction with this team. Even if they do struggle this year, I'm expecting to like what I see out of them. Getting the swipe right on somebody who's probably going to be a bad team. But like I said, you're loving the direction that I'm seeing from the Royals. Heading out to L.A. we got both L.A. teams. We're going to start on the AL side of things with those Anaheim Angels. Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And every year, I say it's their year. But I'm serious, folks. This year is the Angels' year. Healthy Mike Trout, healthy Shohei Otani, and healthy Anthony Rendon is probably the best trio in baseball. Jared Walsh is in that lineup. David Fletcher is a great defender. Joe Adele hit a ball over the batter's eye that I think is going into orbit today. Boy, I am pumped about this team. They added Noah Syndergaard. They added Archie Bradley. They added Ryan Tapera. That pitching staff got better. Now, you got to wonder what Thor is going to look like after injury. But, hey, they are pushing chips in and at the right time because the AOS feels open for the taking. I'm going to give a swipe right. I want to give it a swipe up, but I have to see first if Syndergaard is going to get back to him old self. I'm pumped about the Angels this year. They're my secret closet fandom team, whatever you want to call it, because Mike Trout's awesome, because Shohei Otani's awesome, because Noah Syndergaard is awesome. A lot of cool guys, a lot of West Coast baseball. I can't wait to watch between the Angels, Astros, and this next team, the Los Angeles Dodgers, who just added Freddie Freeman to a lineup with Max Muncie, Chris Taylor, Justin Turner, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Will Smith. I mean, what do I need to say? This is the best offense I've ever seen. And I watched those Tigers teams with J.D. Martinez, Nick Castellanos, Miguel Cabrera, Avisayo Garcia, Prince Fielder, Ian Kinsler, Jose Iglesias. They had awesome, awesome offenses out in Detroit in the early 2010s. This does not stack up to this Dodgers offense at all. This Dodgers offense, I think Passon tweeted it, best offense I've ever seen. Swiping up. No more needs to be said. The Miami Marlins. Now, Jazz Chisholm is the coolest man, and he is climbing the cool rankings. He got an ice cream mitt today. And we tiered ice cream today on our Twitter, at nothing but airtime. People didn't like it. People don't like Rainbow Sherbert that much. I learned that one today. I learned that one the hard way. But I'll tell you this. Rocky Road sucks. Mint chocolate chip, though. Elite ice cream and jazz chisholm's glove elite ice cream it's an elite glove as well they went out and got jorge soler to pair with chisholm brian anderson had got to have some sort of a bounce back year he struggled last year but they added avisayo garcia as well maybe that maybe they start figuring out at the plate because that rotation is sick alcatra rogers lopez now we can add jesus lazardo maybe he's an mlb pitcher I don't know. That starting rotation might be the best or one of the best in the NL if they pitch up to potential. Now, the bullpen is just okay, but where this team hinges on is the hitting. Development of guys like Chisholm and Anderson, that's going to be your key. That being said, it's going to be a tough day in in and out with this team. You're going to play them three times, and it's going to be a hard-fought three games. I like that. Clear direction. Swipe right. Swiping right on the Miami Marlins. Now, I might have a lot of swipe rights here today, 
I'm just excited about baseball being back. Very excited about baseball being back. The Milwaukee Brewers. Pitching. Pitching. And I'll have pitching on the side, please. How's that for you guys that are offense fans? Because the Brewers are going to throw Corbin Burns. They're going to throw Brandon Woodruff. They're going to throw Freddie Peralta. They're going to throw Adrian Hauser. And, oh, yeah, they're going to throw seven scoreless. And then they're going to come out with Devin Williams throwing absolute wizard change-ups and Josh Hader throwing fastballs that might hit you in your forehead. And you're going to swing at them. That pitching staff is the best in baseball. That lineup is as sketchy as can be, which sucks. Yelich has been far from himself since the injury. But the addition of Adamus, Adamus is awesome. I hope they re-sign him. Adamus at shortstop, he's going to be a key piece of that Brewers team forever. They got Hunter Renfro. They got Andrew McCutcheon. Got Lorenzo Cain out there, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe the team figures out at the plate around Yelich. But to me, the key from making this a swipe right to a swipe up is going to be Christian Yelich. If Christian Yelich comes out and he's the 240, 250 hitter with 20 bombs that we've seen the past couple years and not living up to that MVP potential, it's just a swipe right. If he's back up to 300 with 30 bombs, it's going to be a swipe up. But for now, it's just a swipe right because I do have some cause for concern with Yelly. Minnesota. Go get Correa? Why not? Sanchez, Sonny Gray, Gio Urshela. Yeah! Nobody knew the direction of what the Twins were doing. They traded Garver. And we're like, oh, this team's tearing it down. And they're like, no, nah, actually, we're going to trade Josh Donaldson and Isaiah Kinnair Falefa, who we just signed for Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela. This team's going to hit. This team's going to hit a lot. You got Miguel Sano, you got Max Kepler, Sanchez, Urshela, Correa, Buxton, Polanco, Larnick. That's a solid lineup. And you have Sonny Gray as your number one starter. I like that. Who's after him? I love me some Randy, Randy Dawback. I love his mustache. But can he get healthy and replicate his 2019 campaign? And what about Dylan Bundy? Can he replicate his past campaigns with the Angels? There are no questions surrounding that lineup. But that staff. Woo, buddy. If they don't get Frankie Montes, it's a swipe left. And I'm expecting Correa to exercise that option next offseason. And come to my Tigres, baby. Woo. So we're anti-twins all year hoping Correa exercises that option. He bumps up. That's right, folks. He's bumping up the hot and ready prices from 6 bucks to $7. Because the Tigers have to cover their losses. Not losses, but cover the money that they are paying Carlos Correa. So swiping left on the Twins, hoping Correa exercises that option next season. Picture this, folks. Write this one down. Put it on a poster. Nail it to your chalkboard. I don't know. Throw it on a canvas. Make it your wallpaper. I think Joey Gallo has a career year for the Yankees this year. No shift, I think, is going to calm him down at the plate, and he absolutely is going to benefit from the short porch and right. Some base hits that he hasn't been able to get in the past going to bump up the average. He's going to calm down, get a little streaky. I think we're going to look at like a 280 hitter with 40 bombs. And we're like, wow, Joey Gallo. How about it? And I, I, I hope for the best because the Yankees need it. I have a laundry list of issues with the Yanks. I'm just going to start injury-wise. Josh Donaldson, Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge, and Glaber, that's an awesome foursome. Not so much going golfing, but on a baseball field, holy hell. But they've all had injury issues. I don't know how many games we're going to see them play together. Who's the number two starter for the Yankees? How about third, fourth? I mean, Severino's supposed to come back, but he's always been hurt. Domingo Herman is already hurt. The bullpen's just Okay. I just have to think that this is the fourth best team in the AL East. And that's no slight. The AL East is really good. Probably the best division in baseball. Tampa Bay Rays, Toronto Blue Jays, Boston Red Sox. I just think those three teams are that good. We could have four teams with 85 wins in the AL East. I think one of these four is going to take a hit and be under 80 wins. I'm probably going to Garner and see Yankees or Red Sox because I just think the Jays and Rays are that good 
and I'm going to probably bet on it being the Yankees. It's going to be a swipe left for the Yankees for me this year. Uh, they didn't address depth that much, and they didn't address pitching that much. I mean, I like Severino, but that's banking on a lot of a guy that has been plagued with injuries. And I like Domingo Herman, but he hasn't pitched in a while either. A lot of questions were on that team giving me an easy swipe left for them. Going to the other team in the Big Apple, Uncle Stevie decided that he was going to put Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom together. And you know what we call that in the biz? That's triple P. That is pure pitching porn. Say it with me one more time. Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom in a same rotation is triple P. Pure pitching porn. That's right. Two of the greatest ever do it. Lacing them up for Uncle Stevie. Count me in. Count me in, baby. Even after those two, though. You mean you have Taiwan Walker, Chris Bassett. Chris Bassett, Taiwan Walker. I'm pumped up about Scherzer and DeGrom. I'm just going to call what it is. But the staff has depth. The bullpen has depth. Edwin Diaz, he can get back to what he has. He showed some life last year. Seth Lugo's awesome. Maybe Botances and Adovino have a career resurgence. If that's the case, folks, boy, howdy. Throwing Trevor May in that bullpen. The lineup has Starling Marte, Francisco Lindor, Peter Alonso, Dominic Smith, Mark Conha, Brandon Nimmo, Eduardo Escobar. I mean, oh my goodness. The defense is improved. The depth is improved. They can platoon lefties, righties, whatever we want. Uncle Stevie is spending his way to a one-way ticket to the World Series contendership. And it's absolutely worth it. He's getting the swipe up from me. The Oakland Athletics, Matt Chapman's gone. Matt Olson's gone. Chris Bassett's gone. Sean Menea and Frankie Montes, as good as gone. But how about the loss of the manager, Bob Melvin? It's going to be an ugly team. You have some bright spots. You have Loriano, you have Puck, you have Pace. Murphy's pretty good behind the dish. Moneyball's getting the hard swipe left. The Philadelphia Phillies. Folks, I got a confession to make. I'm gushing. I'm in love, literal love, with the Philadelphia Phillies lineup. Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, Reese Hoskins, Alec Baum, JT Realmuto, DD Gregorius, Gene Segura, Bryce Harper. I mean, come on. Now, guys like Bohm and Hoskins struggled last year. Maybe they bounce back. Even if they don't, even if a DD flares out, you still have Castellanos. You still have Schwarber. You still have Real Muto, Harper. Scary, scary lineup. And Schwarber, talking about a guy like Gallo, Schwarber's been plagued by that shift. I think Schwarber can just as easily have a monster year like Gallo. Now, for the pitching staff, this team is the twins of the NL. They have a little better of a staff. Nola and Wheeler are spotty, but they can be some of the best arms in the MLB at times, and sometimes it's just not there. We're going to need a little more consistency out of them. I like Kyle Gibson. He has some all-star potential. Familia in hand joined Jose Alrado in the pen. The pitching is just kind of hit or miss, but I like what they've tried to do this offseason. They are getting the swipe right fully, but the offense... The offense is a freaking smoke show of a bikini picture right as you look onto it. It's getting the swipe up right away. Philadelphia Phillies offense swipe up. Philadelphia Phillies team getting the swipe right. On to Pittsburgh where they have Cabrian Hayes, O'Neill Cruz, and Brian Reynolds. They're all going to be on a baseball diamond together. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool if you're a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. You know what's not pretty cool if you're a Pittsburgh Pirates fan? You traded Tyler Glasnow and Austin Meadows for Chris Archer. Sorry about it. Sorry about it. That being said, Mitch Keller, maybe he breaks out this year. They have some pieces for a rebuild. But boy, oh boy, is the season going to be ugly. They're going to be the stomping grounds of the NL Central, and they are getting a swipe left. The San Diego Friars, the Friar faithful folks, have got some bad news. I think Fernando Tatis Jr. is in trouble. Fernando Tatis Jr., Got into a little bit of a motorcycle accident. Did we hear about this? And when he was asked about it, he said, quote, which one? Meaning he's been in multiple motorcycle accidents. Not liking that one. Not liking that one much at all. That's your franchise player and, yeah, I don't like that. Without him, without him in the lineup, Trent Grisham, Jake Cronenworth, Manny Machado, you have those guys. But the rest of the lineups where I have questions. Will Myers, Eric Hosmer, Luke Voigt. Are those guys going to be good? 
I don't know, Luke Voigt, monster a couple years ago, downturn last year, dealt with some injury. They have a chance to be top two in the West. Clevenger's coming back from TJ, though. Darvish is getting into his mid-30s. Blake Snell needs a bounce back. The bullpen's full of injury concerns. What are we going to get out of the Friar Faithful? I can tell you what we're going to get out of the Ace, though. Joe Musgrove, consistent. Six innings, two earned, quality start, punch the tickets. Like he's going to freaking work, man. Joe Musgrove is one of my favorite guys to watch in the MLB. If you ever get a chance, listen to the Padres commentary and watch a Joe Musgrove pitch game. It is fantastic watching for all of my baseball fans. Even with all the problems that I'm having, though, because there's problems. Clevenger, Darvish, Snell, Paddock's coming off injury. The Tatis wrist injury, which one? The lineup's got questions. You got a professional in the door. Bob Melvin, that managing is going to be a huge upgrade. But even then, I just have too many questions surrounding the talent. You cannot make chicken salad out of chicken. Insert the bleep word. So I'm swiping left. I'm swiping left. I'm going to San Francisco, the other team in the NL West. Carlos Rodon stepped in. You lost Kevin Gausman. You still have Logan Webb. You still have Desclafini, Alex Wood, Alex Cobb. The staff's going to be fine. The bullpen didn't lose much. Tyler Rogers, I was a sidearm closer. Tyler Rogers is just baseball. PPP, baby. He's triple P. Tyler Rogers is triple P to me. Jake McGee is still there. They've got some arms. The staff is not my concerns. Who's going to hit for this team? You had Chris Bryant was your star power. He's gone. Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, Evan Longoria all had late career renaissances last season. Was that just a strike of luck? Some bounces their way. As Kevin Costner said, what's the difference between hitting 240 and 300? Seven base hits or whatever it is in Bull Durham. Are they getting those lucky bounces or are those seeds? Is Jack Peterson going to make enough contact? Is Lamonte Wade going to take a step up? Can Yaz be that star bat that they need? And now that Buster Posey's gone, is Joey Bart going to be able to take over the reins? And I know he's one of the highly touted prospects in the league. Is he going to be able to take over the reins at the plate and managing that staff? A couple things to watch. A few concerns about the bats, though. It's not going to keep me from keeping a swipe right. The staff is great. Bruce Bochy can coach. Man, Bruce Bochy... It must be something down in the water in McCovey Cove because he finds ways to win with some of the weirdest collection of talent I've ever seen. I don't think they're going to be afraid to trade for a bat either, so I will show some love to the Giants. I think they'll be second in the NL West. I'm giving them the swipe right. Going to Seattle, the M's headed Robbie Ray to an already pretty good rotation. They had Logan Gilbert, Marco Gonzalez, Chris Flexen. Starting staff is good. Lineups boosted with Winker and Suarez. You got... Ty France, Mitch Hanniger, Adam Frazier, Kyle Lewis, J.P. Crawford. You have a contender there. few questions, though. What's the bullpen going to look like? You had Graveman. Graveman was traded midway through the season. Is Ken Giles going to be back and ready to go? If not, who's going to be that go-to guy? And what about Kellenick? Is he going to be better than what he has shown? Kellenick struggled out the gates. Is that sign of more things to come? Or just a little anxiousness? Something to ponder. I certainly hope those questions are answered, though, because the Mariners could be a lot of fun. And as a fan of the Lions, I have a soft spot for Mariners fan. They have the longest major league drought for making the playoffs. So I hope they end their pain this year. I'll give them a cautious swipe right. Some questions need answers. But baseball is fun in Seattle again, folks. Some team to watch. West Coast baseball is back, by the way. West Coast baseball is back. Going to St. Louis... I spoke to the NL Central being a mess. I think the Cardinals are easily the favorite team to take it home this season. You have the Yachty final season, Juju. You have Arenado. You have Goldschmidt. You have Carlson. Tyler O'Neill. The lineup's going to hit. The defense is good. You've retained five gold glovers from last season. Question mark is, is the staff going to be healthy? Jack Flaherty has a chance to win the Cy Young, in my opinion, but you have Wayno, who's 40. Dakota Hudson, Miles Mikolas, and Steven Matz, those guys are injury prone. But, you know, you have the ace in Flaherty. You have the lineup. You have the defense. You have the bullpen with guys like Giovanni Gallegos, Jordan Hicks. 
I just need some healthy pitching depth to get this swipe right and do a swipe up because it is a swipe right for me. I like the Cardinals this year. It's just a matter of getting that swipe right to the swipe up. Like the Cardinals, don't love them. Have a healthy staff, and then we'll come talk. Maybe, maybe check back in midway through May. The Rays. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays. They're just deep everywhere, man. They just know how to develop talents. The bullpen is disgusting. The starting staff is just miles and miles deep with Shane McClanahan, Shane McClanahan Tyler Glass now, Drew Rasmussen, Ryan Yarbrough. How about Corey Kluber? And the offense is going to hit. I mean, you got Randy Arozarena. You have Austin Meadows, Wonder Kid Wander Franco, Brandon Lau. They're getting a swipe up too. Love the Rays. Love the Rays this year. I mean, how can you not? Kevin Cash, best regular season coach in baseball. We're not going to talk about the postseason where you pull Blake Snell. Numbers nerds are going to yell at me. Texas Rangers, swing for the fences or don't swing at all. Man, oh, man. $580 million allotted to Corey Seager, Cole Calhoun, Marcus Simeon, and John Gray. Pitching is still a huge question, but they'll hit. They'll hit. And they'll be competitive in the AL West. Maybe they hit their way into a meaningful September baseball it's a swipe right, much like the Phillies. I like their offense a lot. I like Willie Calhoun. I think the additions of Seager and Semi, and those are two MVP-level guys. You're getting the swipe right. The Toronto Blue Jays swipe up. Swipe up. Immediately. I mean, you go out and get Kevin Gaussman, who's one of the best pitchers on the market. You go out and get Matt Chapman, one of the best bats in the trade rumor mill. They want to win, and they want to win now. They've got that Sportsnet money, CSN money or whatever it is, and they're just ready to spend it. You've built around the core of Vladdy, Lourdes, Bichette, Biggio, Manoa, Berrios, and Springer the way teams should. Now, I'm not sold on the bullpen. I'm not sold on Jordan Romano, but this team's going to slug their way to plenty of victories this year, and they could very easily trade for a bullpen arm. It's a swipe up immediately. And last but not least on the Tinder preview. The Washington Nationals. Steven Strasburg's there. Juan Soto's there. Anybody else got any team? Oh, wait a minute. Nelson Cruz is there, too. He went there for some reason. Can't wait till he's traded midway through the season. They do have Kiebert Ruiz coming up, which is pretty awesome for the game of baseball. But that bullpen stinks. The starting staff outside of Strasburg stinks. The lineup isn't that good around Soto. And the NL East is just going to be very, very good this year. I mean, I talked about the Mets, Phillies, Braves. Marlins. Nashville Nationals are going to be the last place team in that division. Tough year for the boys playing in the Capitol. It's a swipe left. Predictions, way too early. But I've got the White Sox over the Rays in six and the ALCS. I've got the Dodgers over the Mets in five in the NLCS. I've got the Dodgers over the White Sox in six in the World Series. That rounds out. Tinder takes to preview the season. After the break, a couple million dollar moves on the MLB award futures. And maybe, just maybe, I'll talk through some fantasy prospects I like. All that after some prices, right? <laughs> so we've got the National League MVP, National League Cy Young, National League Rookie of the Year. AL MVP, AL Cy Young, AL Rookie of the Year, and then, of course, our home run champion. We're going to go quick here because we've got some Wednesday segments to close out the show. The National League MVP, the favorite, is obviously Juan Soto. He's the best hitter in baseball, and, of course, he's going to be in the argument, but I don't think he's going to be able to carry the Nats to a postseason spot, and the award is all but his, but as if – I just I, he's not – it's a big if he's going to be able to carry the Nats to a postseason spot. We'll just leave it at that. I'm going to hold off on Soto. Acuna Jr. is the next favorite at 7-1 odds. Coming off an injury, the NLDH bot will give his legs a rest, but it will keep his bat in the lineup for some days. He's not going to be a 40-40 threat anymore, but 30-30, still a chance. He's not a terrible bet. I still think there's better. <coughs> the Dodgers have Freeman, Betts, and Turner. Trey Turner, that is, and and I just stay away. Those three are going to be splitting votes for this if they all play up to potential. I mean, all three are MVP candidates, and all three will be taking those votes away from each other. Bryce Harper is actually going to be my pick. Voter fatigue, voter fatigue might get him here. He's already a two-time MVP, but you got Schwarber and Castellanos giving him protection. 
The team's going to be competing in a tough National League East. But if he continues to produce at the rate we've seen, 9-1 to odds is something to take a peek at for Bryce Harper. Going to the NL Cy Young, DeGrom and Scherzer, you got Triple P. Those are your two favorites. Same argument as the Dodgers, though, if both pitch their potential. Voters going to be split on them. Voter fatigue may kick in as well. Corbin Burns at 800, plus 800, 8-1 odds. He won the Cy Young last year. He's got a cutter that's just incredibly tough. He can use that cut piece to earn it yet another award, but voter fatigue is what I have my eyes on. Even though he's pitching against a very weak NL Central more than any other pitcher, those 8-1 to one odds aren't bad. I still think there's better. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Walker Bueller is my pick. The Kershaw era feels over, so let's hop into those tight pants and make it the Bueller era starting now. He hit 200 innings last year for the first time in his young career. He had a 2.47 ERA. If he remains that durable, if he remains to get better, if he remains striking batter after batter out, he is my pick. 12 to 1 odds. Walker Bueller, hammer at home. And my long shot, I already talked about it, was Jack Flaherty. Same argument, getting the pitch against that NL Central. Definitely has the stuff, and the team should get him wins this year. National League Rookie of the Year, I have O'Neill Cruz. He's the favorite at plus 300, and usually one of the Rookie of the Year winners that is the favorite to start the season wins. Last year it was a Rays Arena, a Rose Arena, excuse me. He was the favorite, won the AL Rookie of the Year. I think that's going to be O'Neill Cruz this year. It just a lot of hype around the kid. He golfed out a shot in spring training, and he's just one of the cool guys. A highlight's going to be on him and Cabrian Hayes. Kebert Ruiz is somebody to get an eye on, 475, but... He's going to be expected to do a lot with a poor national team. A long shot, Seth Beard, just like the last name, could be that Jonathan India-type leap, however. He's 30-1 to 1 odds. He's going to play most days with the Diamondbacks. He could make some noise in that conversation, maybe hit some home runs for the Diamondbacks. Just somebody to keep an eye on, 31, Seth Beer. Good name. The American League MVP, Shohei Otani. Is he going to be able to go back-to-back? Who knows? He's 350. Mike Trout's at plus 400. Angels, same as the Dodgers. Those two are going to be taking MVP votes away from each other. Thick Daddy Vladdy is at plus 450. This is where I'm starting to raise the one eyebrow like The Rock because I like what they're cooking over there. He's a slugger. He can win the AL batting title. He can win the league lead in dinners. He could be in the triple crown race. Who knows? And the team argument, the team success argument, it's not going to be able to use against him now that the Jays are much better. I love Vladdy at plus 450. My dark horse, Kyle Tucker, 35-1. to 1. Astros are going to be favorites to win the AL West, and maybe he hits 30 bombs. Maybe he steals 30 bags. Maybe he gets 100 ribbies. Who knows? But if the Strohs have success, it's going to be a lot on Tucker's shoulders, something to monitor on the dark horse. American Cy Young, Garrett Cole's the favorite at plus 300. If you want to bet on a bounce-back year from Cole, be my guest. He had the highest ERA since 2017 last year, but... Had a fifth that was shown he was a tad unlucky. He strikes out a lot of guys, but what loses me with the Cole argument is that he's got to see the Jays, Rays, and Red Sox more than any other pitcher in the AL, and that's that's not inspiring hope for me. Shane Bieber at plus 500, Lucas Giolito at plus 900. Those are the futures I love. Hammer those home. Now, I know the Twins and Tigers got better, but elite stuff is going to play, and both have that. AL Central is probably the weakest division in the AL, so Bieber and Giolito can definitely capitalize that. But Giolito is the guy I am picking. The bullpen is better. The team is going to be legit. He will have the wins, and he will have the stuff that can get him the strikeout and ERA numbers that will get him into that conversation. So I like Lucas Giolito for the Cy Young winner in the AL. And my long shot actually comes from the White Sox, as well as Lance Lynn at 20-1. to 1. For all the same reason, I'm just a firm believer that the AL Cy Young is going to be from the Chicago White Sox. The American League Rookie of the Year, Bobby Witt, is plus 300. He's the favorite. He's on the Royals, one of the top prospects in baseball. He's going to be getting heavy playing time, playing a prime position. He's already getting the national media exposure on Twitter in spring training. So the storyline is there. Torkelson on the Tigers, plus 450, another young prospect with a lot of buzz around him. And I can't wait to watch the big games down the stretch between Wick and Torkelson while both are vying for that award. But my long shot... Jeremy Pena at plus 2,000 for the Astros. Correa's gone, and Houston did not go out and get a shortstop. Sounds like it's due to Pena's success rising through the ranks. Astros have always been good at developing talent. Maybe Pena can insert his name in the Rookie of the Year conversation. And the Dinger leader. 
Who's going to be the dinger leader? This is always a toss-up, as anyone can get hot. It's a rare that the favorite wins the title, which makes this one a huge gamble. Right now, Vladdy is the favorite at plus 550, and well-deserved. I mean, he's he's one of the he's always around the top in MLB. He was last year with the Jays, and he slimmed down. Maybe he even gets more power this year. Maybe he's up to 50 bombs. Who knows? But a guy I really like, I already talked about him, Joey Gallo, Kyle Schwarber, both those guys I love because they're going to settle down at the plate. They don't have a shift anymore. They can get that streakiness going. You have a short porch in both Citizens Bank and Yankee Stadium. Joey Gallo's at 10 to 1 odds. Schwarber's at 25 to 1 odds. Take a peek. That rounds out a quick round of the miles. The miles. Maybe Joey Gallo's hitting balls miles this year. I don't know. That rounds out a quick round of the million dollar moves segment after the break. Wednesday segments, Hump Day Hoopers, Wednesday W's, and a little baseball trash talk to close out the show. Mike, Mike, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? It's Hump Day, and folks, it is time for Hump Day Hoopers. And up first on our Hump Day Hoopers, we are starting with some big Deke energy, baby. Sadiq Bay has been on a terror. He had 51 last Thursday. He had 20 on Saturday and 25 on Monday. The Villanova's product is coming into his own. He's playing off a of Cade. It's been a lot of fun to watch out in Detroit. They have been a covering machine for all of us gamblers, and he makes the first hump day hooper of the week. Baby. Up next on the list, we had some Deke. Now it's time for some Wood. Christian Wood has been hot. For the Rockets, he had 39 Monday. He hit 8 and 9 from beyond the arc. He had 32 on Friday, and this wood has caught fire, making him the second hump day hooper of the week. We've had Deke. We've had Wood. Now it's time to get a little ball in here. LaMelo, that is. The Hornets are 7-2 in the month of March, and it's been part and great to how awesome LaMelo's been. He's 18.7 assists, five boards, and he's shooting 42% from three this month. He's taken over and helped propel the Hornets back into uh, postseason conversation. Excuse me. And LaMelo's been everything you want out of a point guard. He's raising guys like Terry Rozier, Miles Bridges. Those guys have been playing great around him. Trez Zeller has been well as well. So the 12-year-old boy jokes continue as Ball joins Deke and Wood as our third hump day hooper of the week. The immaturity stops here, though, folks. No more 12-year-old deep jokes. Hump day hooper number four is Devin Booker. No Chris Paul, no problem. 6-1 in March, 28 a game, 6.5 in March for Booker. Plus, I think he had the best quote I've heard in a while when they were playing the Lakers a couple weeks. Uh, about a week ago, a couple weeks ago, Anthony Davis said that his injury cost the Suns to quote, get away with one. And you know what Devin Booker said? Devin Booker said, if ifs were a fifth, we'd all be drunk. Go off. Go off, King. That is my fourth hump day Hooper of the Week. And lastly, lastly, Russell Westbrook's got to get a mention as a hump day Hooper. It's a rare sighting. He's had a down year, but he deserves it. Lakers 2-1 since Friday. He had a big shot Friday against the Raptors. Had 22, 22, and 20 in his last three games. And hey, He's even hitting over 50% of his shots since then. I'll take it. I'll take that. If you told me that's the rust that the Lakers were getting at the beginning of the year, we'd be in trouble. The Lakers would be very good, but look where we are now. Anyway, welcome to the club, Russell Westbrook. So we've had Deke, Sadiq Bay, we've had Christian Wood, we've had LaMelo Ball, and if, if, if ifs were a fifth, we'd all be drunk Devin Booker and then Russell Westbrook. I can't say the B word. I can't say brick with Russell Westbrook anymore. It's a bad word. Those are my five for hump day. Hoopers, on to some Wednesday W's. And we're going to start with a W for Nike's Tokyo marketing team. Because holy hell, what a billboard did they put out. We have 3D marketing. We have 3D billboards now. This is back to the future with the shark coming down on Marty McFly, some shoe's going to stop me walking through the streets of New York in a couple of weeks, and I'm going to freak the hell out. But as Imagine Dragon said, folks, welcome to the new age. That was corny, and I absolutely deserve to get a punch on the arm for that one. But 
Welcome to the new age. Welcome to Wednesday W's, Tokyo's Nike marketing team. Hey, yo. I got to give a W to the bad guy. Wonderful wrestling, wrestling career. Scott Hall, rest in peace. NWO, The Outsiders, Razor Ramon, awesome ladder match with Shawn Michaels. He chewing the toothpick. He had the slick back hair. He was the bad guy. He was the OG bad guy. So rest in peace, Scott Hall. I got to give a huge W to Jacob DeGrom. He vacuumed up dirt. He left in the clubhouse. That is a leader. And I'll tell you what, Garrett Cole would never. I got to give a W to Kevin Durant. He called Evan Fournier too small in his native language. That is elite smack talking. And I got to give a W to our friend Doug. And we're going to find a best friend, Doug. And then we're going to give him a best friend hug. That's right. Doug Edert on the 15-seated. I don't even remember their name. That's how much of a Cinderella story. Pardon me, folks. We're going to do some Googling here. Doug Edert on the St. Peter's Peacocks team. That was a brain fart, but my goodness, Doug Edert has been awesome. The mustache, hitting big shots, beating Kentucky, beating Murray State, everyone's favorite Cinderella story. And by the end of the show here, it is baseball season, and the umpires are back, and they are brutal. And if you ever want to know good umpire lies, tell them, tell them, uh, tell them ask, ask them why they call them blue. Because he blew every call. Tell him to go home and beat his dog and stop taking his anger out on you. Those will get you kicked out very easily. Kick dirt, throw bases, do whatever you want. If that pitcher's throwing meat, tell him he's throwing meat. If somebody comes up to the the plate and he can't hit a curveball, or if somebody's pitching, excuse me, I messed that one up. If somebody's pitching and that curveball's weak, you know what you tell them? Put that spinner back in the tackle box. Put a coat on that hanger. You know what, folks? If somebody is struggling with the fastball, he can't handle an easy bake oven. He can't handle the heat that an easy bake oven's giving off. I'm full of one-liners. Baseball players are full of one-liners. If you've got any good baseball one-liners, drop them on our thread tomorrow with the link to this show. That is it from us at Nothing But Airtime. Happy hump day, folks. Happy baseball season, folks. And remember, if ifs were a fifth, we'd all be drunk. Happy Wednesday. Stay safe. We're out of here.